family. 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 I didn't want to mess with the microphone. Family. Most important thing. The most important thing. And that's what we're here to talk about today is family. It's family. And Corona. The beard. I was like, oh. Corona beers. No. It's on a different name. You got to be specific about I'm sorry. I forgot about that. This is Research Rank Repeat. I am co-host Hannah. I am co-host Alyssa. The day has come. The day has finally come. And it's fast, furious, and Roman numerals. Roman. Roman. Not to be confused with Roman. Also in this movie. It's Fast X. It's Fast X. It finally came out. Yes. Um, long awaited. We've long been waiting awaited. a long time for this. So if you haven't listened to our episodes yet, we covered the entirety of the Fast and the Furious franchise almost two years ago. Yes. It was a time uh, we learned a lot because we are not car people and had really not seen much of the series before that point. Um, but now we're all in. Yes. We have to watch every movie that comes out, unfortunately. We have to go to the movie theater. Yes. Fast X came out. We saw it two days after it premiered. Yes. Um, this is obviously not going to come out immediately. So, but yeah, we're here. We're not any better for seeing it. <laughs> no, no. Um, I will say, it is fun to go to the movie theater for these kind of things. I agree. A couple years ago, would I ever have gone and seen Fast X or F9 in theaters? No. Absolutely not. But honestly, being at the theater makes it a little bit more enjoyable. It does. I would agree. I think it makes the um, like the spectacle, like the yes. big uh, action like set pieces, I think it makes them more entertaining Yeah. in a big theater. But... um. Yeah, let's do some background and then we can get into our thoughts. Sure. So um, something I thought might be interesting to do is because we saw F9 uh, also opening weekend, we didn't have any of the specific numbers, reviews, and reception. So I just went back and I found the box office numbers for F9. So in total, it made $729 million dollars. It was the fifth highest grossing movie of 2021. Uh, We have to keep in mind that this is also around the time when movie theaters started to kind of become a normal thing again, because 2020 things either weren't in theaters or they were making very little money. Mm -hmm. So it is about in the middle of the pack of like the Fast and Furious franchise in terms of um, total revenue, but I think that there are some external factors that contributed to a lower gross than some of the other new ones. Overall, it had a um, 59% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 58 of 100 on Metacritic, and a cinema score of B. Oh my god, you know what I didn't do is write a, a summary. I can do it on the spot. So, going on to Fast X. So, it is rated PG-13, has a runtime of an hour and 41 minutes, and was released in the U.S. Um, 2023, May 19th. Um, so it was directed by, directed by Louis Letterer, Letterer, I'm not sure. He's French, I do know that. Written by Dan Mazian, Justin Lin, and Zach Dean. So this film has been planned since 2014, and it has been planned as a two-part finale since 2020. And then as of May 2023, it is now planned as a three-part finale. So this movie is being split 
into three movies. Yes. The long-awaited three-part finale. Yes. Because Hollywood got on the trend of the two-part finales for books. We had that for the Harry right. Potters, the Twilights, the Hunger Games. Yes. Three. Three is the Might magic well. number. Magic number What's three. What's one more Fast and Furious movie in our lives? So I have some tea about uh, about the filming of this this movie. So Justin Lin, who has um, directed, I think, four of the films, and he's written and produced and been involved for quite a while, uh, he was supposed to direct this film. And he started as the director. And he left after one week of filming due to, and I say in quote, creative differences. Apparently, um, from sources, Justin Lin and Vin Diesel were clashing. They weren't getting along. Um, because apparently Vin Diesel was showing up late. He came to work out of shape. So he wasn't like ready to do like some of the stunt work and was like trying to make changes to the script. Um, and apparently Justin Lin said, quote, this movie is not worth my mental health, which respect. Yes, I respect we love that. that. May um, is mental health month. Yes. And then he left. Um, and so he still has a, a writing and producing credit, but the, um, the director who came on, um, Lewis Letter, he has had not directed any films in this franchise before. They tried to get a bunch of other previous directors, but people were already working on other things or didn't want to commit to that. And he said he used a lot of um, Justin Lin's, like, established things that he was going to do and, like, um, directing notes and shots and things to help because he's like, I don't think I could have done it Do we think it. that Justin Lin is done? Like, do you think he'll come back for future movies? I don't know. Because, because here, here's my thought. The Rock and Vin Diesel right. have reportedly clashed right. and not gotten along. And The Rock said he was not going to come back. And then he did. For 10 or any previous films. And then, spoiler alert, he's in an end credit scene. And he's going to be in the right. next movie. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. So it's possible he could come back. But I think... I think Vin Diesel is maybe the one who is causing issues. I mean, at a certain point, if you're the one who's always in the conflicts, yes. you've got to think it's got to be that person. So now, yes. I think for the most part, it's hard when an actor also has so much, um, like, because Vin Diesel's a producer. Yeah, he's credited. He's credited yes. as a producer. He's very involved with the production. And I think when you're also an actor, it can yes. be very hard to work, as a director specifically, to be able to work with someone who you're trying to direct, but they are pushing back. They're also part of the creative right. process. Yes, I agree. So one thing, though, I will say that I do give Vin Diesel credit for is apparently in the original script, Mia's character was not in it. And Vin Diesel pushed for her to be in the movie. So I can respect that because she's made comments before about how she was upset because she got left out of, had gotten left out of eight. And she was like, even though like my husband is, right. you know, gone, that doesn't mean that I should, that should be written out. Right. I agree. This film is the eighth most expensive film ever made. I think I read that the production costs were like five times higher than F9. Yeah. Um, it had a $340 million production budget, which is a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Um, apparently, they will have to make $800 million to turn profit. Okay. If they want to make profit on this film, it has to make at least $800 million, right. which the last movie didn't make $800 million. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if they pass that now that there's not really the COVID barrier. Right. And it'll I depend mean, we, on, yeah. we went Saturday night in a yeah. very small town area. Pretty small theater, yeah. But it was, like, pretty, 
Yeah, it wasn't like full. It wasn't full, but, but it was yeah. there was a decent amount of people. Um, so, yeah. so so far, as of like opening weekend, which it's not even done yet, it's made sixty million worldwide okay. so far. Um, and that's part of opening that's, weekend. Yeah, not because it probably didn't include Saturday, all of Saturday, yeah. because we had seen it, you know. So the sequel, the second Fast X Part Two, yes. is scheduled for twenty twenty five. So not even next year. Yeah. Um, and we will get into this, but this movie, Fast X, ends on a cliffhanger. Basically, all the it's characters' every, fates are up in the air. It's a cliffhanger. You don't really for know everyone. where anyone's at. Yeah. So the fact that they're making you wait two years for it feels a little. Eh, I have thoughts. It's interesting, but it's also unless you're gonna film both movies, and right because they haven't even start filming. Be yet. able to release them or or film while you're filming. Right. You can't. It's different yeah. with a TV show where you could film and then film right. and put it out consecutive years, but with movies, it gets a lot harder. The way that I think of it, Hannah, is every movie that in the mid two thousand like mid two thousand tens when it was really popular to do a two part right. book finale, all of those came out the year after. Right. So I feel like I don't know what that's gonna do to the movie in in terms of like holding on to that like right. like people wanting to see. It's interesting because well. It is, like you said, one of the highest budget mm-hmm. films, so I imagine that plays into it. Obviously, sure. they do a lot of stunt. They yeah. they try not to do a ton of CGI in yeah. these movies, so they do a lot of their own they do stunt work, so I'm stunts. sure that also factors into a time yeah. frame. And so, um, something that they said for this film specifically is that for every car that's in the movie, they make seven duplicates. Okay. So they have a bunch to work with in terms of, like, destroying right. or, like, you know, using for stunts and things, so around... 200 vehicles were made for right. the film specifically. Um, and this is actually the first of the series to have an electric car. That's cool. A 2024 Dodge Charger is an electric vehicle, and that was included in the film. I took one quote from a um, reviewer that mm-hmm. I thought was probably the most impactful for me. Um, from Allison Wilmore from Vulture. She said, quote, Watching Fast X feels like sustaining a head injury. And I was like, all right, I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's accurate. So as of now, Rotten Tomatoes has a score of 54%, um, 55 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a cinema score of B. So it's pretty comparable to what F9 would ultimately end up with, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, I have to apologize in that I completely forgot to write a summary. So I'm going to just word of mouth summarize it. I'm going to take a little bit of a sip of coffee and just get into the zone. Auto zone. Auto zone. Wow. Wow. How can you choose who to save when family's on the line? Cal Drogo is here for revenge after his father was killed in the fifth movie of the franchise in a scene that didn't exist when that movie was filmed, but they went back and retconned it, you know, as they do with every film up at this point. And he's trying to kill the family. Everyone is separated across the world. Cameos aplenty. And Vin Diesel is off on his own. Asking himself the age-old question. How many times can one person say family in a film? 
And how long can two people stand in front of a breaking dam before they've realized they need to move out of the way? All right, that's what I got. How many times was family said? Yeah, so I kept a family counter when we went to the movie theater. I thought that would be interesting to see how many times the word family and um, familia would be said. And I had to really keep track. I got 28 times the word family was said. And I might have missed some. I tried my best, you know. Sometimes it was like six in the span of about one minute. So I was just, I, I was just constantly writing all over my page tally marks. Uh, and then Hannah also had a corona counter. Yeah, sad to report there was only one scene that had coronas. Yeah. Uh, they did have a scene with Stella Artois. They did have a Stella scene. But, um, um, yeah, we had one scene with coronas, but we did get to see Dom grasp that corona. We did get a, we get, did get him necking that corona. Yes. Here's what I'll say as, like, a over, uh, yes. overview. And also, we're going to go all spoilers in, so if you're listening yes. to this and you don't want any spoilers, probably don't listen to this. Come back in, like, 15 minutes at the yes. very end when we rank it and stuff. You should drive to those theaters and yeah. watch the movie. If it matters to you. If not, yes. feel if free not, to don't listen. watch it. Don't yeah. waste your money. Yeah. I will say that this movie was funny at times. I would agree. I laughed a couple times. I think that... There were some really cool scenes they did. I agree. Some really cool stunt work. Stunt work. And I watched like an Instagram video that got put out about the scene with like the giant bomb rolling through Rome. And they try and do like as little CGI as they can. So it's cool to see some of those scenes. I will say I appreciate they did have a lot of cars in this movie. Uh, We've had some complaints in the past about not having a lot of cars. Yeah. And I think... I think it's like it's a fun movie i will say my biggest issue was the writing yeah. at times was yeah. very like not good i will also say it felt very disjointed mm-hmm. it's hard though because it's meant to be like a two or three part movie so i yeah. get the disjointedness with that but um i wish certain characters would have gotten a little bit more screen time but i don't know what they're planning on doing with future movies so it's kind of hard to say but i think overall that's where i'm at Okay. I agree with most of what you're saying. I think the action pieces, I think, were were well done. Mm-hmm. I really liked the Rome scene. Yes. I thought that was really fun. It had everyone together. You've got, like, Letty's on a, a motorcycle, motorcycle yeah. like, motorcycle chase, and the, like, they're all together but doing different things to kind of stop this ball from blowing up the Vatican. That was what I was going to do in my summary, oh. is that Vin Diesel saved Jesus. Yes, Vin Diesel saved Vin Jesus. Vin Diesel saved the Vatican. He is. He, he is, is Christ the Redeemer. He is Christ the Redeemer. He will not burn in hell. <laughs> And I, so I really liked that kind of stuff. I agree. The writing is rough. Yeah. Uh, partly because this is like a part one of a finale. I think a lot of it will depend on how the second part goes. And yeah. I guess now the third part because right. it's a three part finale, um, which is stupid. Because I think the main problem I have with the writing and I and I read on somewhere online, I like some people were talking about it and they were like, if you don't go in thinking too much, you'll have fun. Like. If you, if you try to, like, really think of logistically how everyone is defying gravity, right. like Elphaba. Yes. A lot of the characters define gravity flying out here and uh, children jumping between cars at top yeah. speeds, because that makes sense. I think my main problem is that a lot of the characters were used as setup. 
Yes. And not really given a story. Yes. Because the stuff with Roman and Taj and um, Ramsey and Han, they kind of just existed in this film. They were there to move like a subplot along. Yeah. Like their story was so not... Like, if it wasn't in the movie, you would lose nothing. Right. Because they don't drive. And after the first Vatican um, bomb scene, yep. which is takes place the first 30 minutes yeah, of the film. Yeah, it's literally the beginning, yes. After that point, they have no relevance. They aren't driving. They no. aren't driving. They aren't doing any, any heisting. They are not involved in the main plot. Right. Same thing with um, Letty and Cypher. It's the same sort of yes. thing. I liked the scenes with them together, but it had no relevance to the plot of this right. movie. Um, same with Jason Statham. Jason Statham mm-hmm. shows up, like, I don't know, maybe two hours into the film. Yep. Shows up for five minutes and, and then, then is gone. gone. Set yep. up for the next movie. So I think my main problem is they had a huge cast. Yes. Same with Mia. Same thing. Like, yes. she's in very beginning, only there for a bit, gone. And then gone, yep. And they, they're setting up for the other movies, but I almost wish they would have saved, like, the Jason Statham, I wish they would have pushed that to the next movie. Yeah, just save it. I, maybe because they it. wanted him yeah. to be in the movie. Because we didn't need that no, scene. that wasn't like, relevant this to this movie at I all. think the problem is they had set up that end scene where Han is right. at the door with Jason Statham in F9, that was the end credit scene, so they had to They can't just it. not put that in, yeah. But it's like, I would have been happy, I think it would have been better if that had just gone to the next movie but they really were setting up i will say however jason momoa was so fun yeah so like he's in his joker era every scene he was in i enjoyed it yeah like he was the like carried this movie he seemed like he was having so much fun yeah like i think that's the thing that gets weird sometimes is it seems like everyone else is having so much fun on this set except for vin diesel right like he takes it it seems like i don't know and i could be wrong it just seems like he takes it so seriously right where everyone else is just like having a good time joking around yeah yeah i think dante who is jason Mm -hmm. most character i think he's a very compelling villain oh yeah i sort of got that like psychopathic tendency villain which it can work like the Joker. Like, we've yeah. seen villains like that that really work. And so I think he's very compelling. I agree his scenes. I will say, every scene that had John Cena in it, too. Also fun. I yeah. was like, it's fun. Like, yeah. we mentioned this last time. Like, John Cena, not the greatest actor, yeah. but he buys into what oh, he's yeah. doing, right. and that makes it fun. Yeah, I rewatched F9 um, a couple days ago because I just couldn't remember anything. Right. And he is so, like, deadpan, serious in that film. Like, mm-hmm. he's not having fun. He's like, I'm here. Like, we have revenge. a... Revenge. He's like yeah, a revenge. Vin Diesel yeah. and him are, like, you know, Dom and him are, are at Jacob. odds. Jacob. Yes. Dom and Jacob, yeah. But in this one, he's just here to have fun. Yeah. And honestly, I liked that. It was entertaining, yeah. his mm-hmm. scenes. I really liked his scenes with um, Dom's son, Brian. Yes. I thought those, I thought the two, like, played well together. Yeah. Um, where some of the stunts ridiculous was Vin Diesel driving into a crane with his car. Absolutely <laughs> insane. Yes. Was Brian jumping out of his car insane? Yes. You know, like he said, you you could take my family, but you didn't take my car. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't take his car. How do we feel about... Jacob's not dead. No. Okay. So Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot Giselle. Giselle's character shows up at the end. Because, so basically what this movie is setting up, which I think is what's going to happen in, I guess, the second and third parts, is they basically are saying... Anyone who's ever helped them, like Dom's crew, is in danger, which includes, I guess, Giselle, who's now alive. Who's alive. Even though she died in, I think, six? She had a Han comeback. She died in six? I think so, six. Okay. Yeah. Even though she died. She didn't, apparently. I think... She's working with Cypher, I guess. 
She's going to be with Cypher and Letty now. I think that it's interesting. When you wrap up movies, they like to make sure all the characters, even past characters, get like a send off. Yeah. So I I, I wonder if that's what they're doing. But yeah, she was dead as far as we knew. But Jacob apparently is dead. Yeah, he he sacrificed himself to stop cars coming after Dom and his son. But he didn't need to do that. Right. So that didn't really benefit because there was... A bunch of so I'm just gonna later. go on the assumption he's not dead right he didn't yeah we just um, saw an explosion and he can get out of explosion yeah and every everyone le- left on a cliffhanger so let's yes. let's see where we left everyone off so Dom and his son drove down a dam nosed out of there which <laughs> somehow I had a lot of questions about that scene but I'm not I did ask. too but anyway so then they made it to the bottom a-okay no injuries and the dam is again i was waiting in my seat i'm like you gotta move this dam is about to break well now it's exploding but yeah so anyway dante said it with charges so now it is actively exploding. mia is going to brian and the kids yes so we have no update on that right. um ramsey taj han and um roman were in a plane that got shot by the um They're the agent dead apparently dead in quotes we don't know where um, they are oh yeah we we talked brie larson plays Kurt Russell's daughter, because oh, Kurt yeah. Russell is also apparently missing. Missing, so qu- not in dead. quotes. I thought he had died in the I last think, movie, um, but I thought her character was yeah, interesting. I thought it was, but again, I think she didn't get enough to do. She didn't really get a lot because to do. she just kind of she helped Letty and then had a scene with Dom and then got shot. I'm assuming she'll come back. And I would assume in the other so. Movie. So anyway, she's she was shot. She was taken to the hospital. Yeah. Um, um, we have, um, Elena, her sister. Yes. Um, named, um, I wrote it down somewhere. Isabel. Isabel, Isabel yep. yeah. Um, she is a character. She's with Brie Larson's, Larson's character right going now. Going to the hospital. And then um, you have Letty, Cypher, and, and Giselle, Giselle are in the Antarctica. They're, they're in that submarine from yeah. 8. Jacob is apparently dead. Jacob's apparently dead. Oh, um, Jason Statham is going for his mom. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yeah. I don't know if Luke Evans, did he die? He's I probably going to come I back. I can't remember, but... It's Jason Statham's brother. Right. And then we yeah. end the movie with Hobbs being found... Right. ...by the agency. By the agency. Yeah. So, so he's... The Rock is back. So, when we end this movie, we don't know anyone's fate. No. But also, it's a multi-part, yeah, so that's not that shocking. They're not going to kill Vin Diesel in a no in a damn accident, right? But that that brings us to a good point, Hannah. Is what I've been thinking a lot about. If they are setting this up that he's going after everyone that's ever helped them, how are any of these characters going to have good storylines if you are bloating the cast? They can't. To the point where you're bringing back people who are dead. Right. Because I'm assuming people from even earlier films. Because I was like, Vince technically died, but what if he's not right. dead? And we talked about Eva... Eva Mendez. Because she was in two, and I think she... I, I was telling Hannah, she had a scene with Kurt, um, Kurt Russell yeah. in one of the later films. Like, maybe seven or eight or something. I, I don't know if... um uh, What's her name? Hattie. Um... Shaw's sister. Oh, yeah. Because she was in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to make an appearance. Ryan Reynolds, maybe. What I don't about, know. Um, Hattie wasn't Ronda Rousey, was she? No. Okay. I don't yeah. remember what actress Jason she was. Sister. It, it is yeah. interesting because I, just, I think a movie that already has issues with too many, being too able many, to yeah, write big good scripts. Yeah. I worry that these a lot of characters won't get like a proper close yeah. send-off. I agree. Because there's so many. So, yeah, because that's the thing I was like, I'm like, maybe what they're doing in terms of, like, John Cena. 
Right. They kill Jacob in 10, so they don't have to pay him to be in 11, and then he can come back in 12. Or they, so they can save some yes. storyline for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he can come back later, and he's like, oh, by the way, he's fine, you know. That could um, be true. But I'm just like, man, I don't see a way that we can cohesively make yeah. this work. And maybe that's why they changed it to two. Maybe that's why they two, want two extra movies. But I'm just like, I feel like you're going to get these three parts that don't really cohesively work right. together. Because you just have so many characters. So many. You have to like Avenger assemble yeah. them together. I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe. I, I think, just, I think yeah. what's ultimately going to happen in the end is they're all going to come together. Because I, I will say the one thing I think this film lacked in is once, after that initial set piece, the Vatican, which honestly, I, I really liked that. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. We don't really get any other, like, scenes like that, except with Vin Diesel. He's the only one who gets any well, racing. Everyone else is yeah. off doing other things. And then, like, John Cena comes in at the end with um Brian, um, yeah. Vin Diesel's son, but... There's no, nobody else is getting to do, like, Han doesn't get to race again. Right. I really hated that scene where um, Jason Statham's like, can you still drive? Right. And then he doesn't even drive. He just, like, drives yeah. into a couple guys. Yeah. And and so, like, nobody is doing any racing or, like, heisting or anything. They just kind of, like, are existing. All the other characters. Yeah. And I thought that felt kind of weird. Like, I think the reason know? why the Vatican scene was so good is because my favorite scenes in these in this franchise yeah. is when the group's all working yeah. together. Yeah, right. I think that's when it works um, best. When they're, like, yeah. just doing random side plots, it, it kind of doesn't work for me. Yeah, but, I so mean, that was that was the one thing that I was, like, I get why they had um, Dom, like, isolated from his family. Yeah. I get the, the act of that, and really it was mainly him and Dante's uh, revenge plot. Right. But that I think they could have found a way to make that work yeah. better i mean maybe we'll be um, pleasantly surprised yeah maybe Worked i was gonna just film. say i think if um dante wasn't such a compelling villain the movie would have been a lot harder to watch i agree because i think yeah. even though there was a lot of like very heavy like dante dom focus mm-hmm. i feel like him being so compelling made it work i agree i think that if he wasn't a good villain like if he was the luke evans mm-hmm. we i wouldn't have liked this film at all it wouldn't have really been yeah. interesting but i thought that part worked really yeah. well yeah. So favorite character, I went with Dante. I did too. Um, I said side note, Jacob, just because I enjoyed all yeah. of his scenes. But Dante yeah. was just, Jason Moe did a really good job. He's just a very yeah. compelling villain and very like eerie. Yes. Because he's so like, there's you a scene You don't know what to like, expect. Yeah. He's got like two dead bodies and he's like do, painting their toenails yeah. and their faces are all right. taped. And yeah. it's like Weekend of Bernie's, but like, the R-rated <laughs> but, version. Yeah, the gross version of Weekend yeah, of Bernie's. Yeah, so like, I felt like he was yeah. a very compelling villain and like I bought into him. As I did too. Yeah, I thought he did. Because normally I feel like he has a more stoic, he like plays, he's like, Aquaman and Khal Drogo right. and is relatively more serious. So I really like this kind of like silly, yeah. like sadistic like, kind of villain. Yeah, I thought that was really, yeah. really well done. I thought yes. he did a really good job on the I role. Agree. I'm glad he had seemed to have fun with it. Yeah. Favorite line, I wrote two. Okay. I wrote, everyone becomes family. It's like a cult with cars. Yep. And I also wrote, I don't give a shit about anyone's heart of gold and I hate barbecues. <laughs> I wrote down, um, I wrote it in the theater. I wrote, it's like a cult with cars. Yes. And it's um, one of the agents. It's uh, Alan, Alan Rich- Richardson. Richardson. I don't know what his name was, but he's like an agent who yeah. double crosses. Like, Which, you think he's going to join. I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I was like, you think he's going to join the family, but then, oh no, he's working with Dante. I don't trust a man who's that tan. No, he's too tan. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, favorite scene. I said the whole Rome scene. Specifically, though, the part with Letty and Jason Momoa on their motorcycles because they did some really cool tricks. They did some cool tricks, tricks, yeah. Yeah, and there was a part where, like, Letty, like, stopped and, like, jumped over something. I I agree. I thought that, the whole scene, though, just, like, everyone meshed together. I thought that was really cool. I agree. I really liked the the Vatican, especially once the ball had started rolling out of the truck. I thought it was really well done. Car. I wrote the... Uh, 2003 Lamborghini Colorado. It was a gold car that Roman that drove. Rome drove. Yeah. Um, I just thought it looked really cool. There was a couple though. Uh, Jason Momoa's purple. That was um, my runner-up. Was Jason? It was a um a Chevy Impala. Yeah. 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 That was pretty cool too. Yeah, the Impala was my my second one. I almost picked um, Dante's car, the purple one, but I ended up going with um it's a 1975 Nissan Datsun 2. 40Z. It's like a yellow orange car that's driven by um, Isabel in the street race. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's like one scene with a street race where yeah. Jason Momoa is blowing people up, right. which I, very entertaining. Yeah, it was. but I liked her car a lot. Um, I but I almost picked the Impala. That one was a close one. A lot of good cars though. Yeah, yeah. I will say the cars were like it was hard to pick, which is always nice. Okay, so in terms of ranking, this ranking. is very rough. But okay. I think for now, because I cannot remember anything that happened in Fast and Furious 6, <laughs> I would put it at number 8, which would okay. make number 7, Fate of the Furious, and number 9, Fast and the Furious 6. Okay. Just because I can't eight. remember what happened in those lower movies. That's interesting. So I ranked it 4th. Oh. I really like Dante. Okay. <laughs> He's like one of the most compelling villains of any of the yeah. movies. So that, that really is the only reason it's that high. So I watched F9 and I changed the ranking of F9. So it used to be third. So I changed it to be fifth, like uh, in between. Um, so f- the Fast and the Furious was above it. Yes. And then I think, so now F9 is in sixth place. And so Fast X is, I have it below Furious 7, which I have in third. And then it's above the Fast and the Furious is number five now. So I put it right there for now. It'll really depend on how the next movie goes. Yeah, I would agree. I think I'll have to wait for that to see. But really, it was because I feel like, especially in these newer films, a lot of the time, the problem that I have is with, like, the overarching villain is not necessarily that interesting. I think the best one was Jason Statham, otherwise, when he was the villain, and that was was F7, I believe, right? Like, Cypher, I like, but I wasn't like, she's... amazing she you because know. she's more of like a tech villain yeah like she's not um as right. intimidating i feel mm-hmm. like yeah i um i think it's and hard. it might shift i think it's hard for me because i just had big issues with like the writing and with like the yeah. overall story but i would have to honestly i'd probably have to rewatch a lot of these movies because yeah. i've only seen them one time we will be back with those movies when they eventually come out yeah in 2025 um we have our instagram our twitter gmail r3podcast at gmail.com we also have letterbox um we'll be updating that or i'll be updating that at some point maybe today or tomorrow uh maybe we'll write a little review give it a little rating yeah for with hannah and see so you can check that out if you want yes we'll see you next time bye bye we would like to thank joseph mcdade for our intro music he provides free music available for all kinds of creative use the song that we used is called sunrise expedition and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's r, the number three, p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at gmail.com. 
or you can find us on Instagram by searching Research Rank Repeat.